0: Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I talk to creative people about how they do what they do, why they love it, how they keep it going. Um, today my guest is a writer and artist for Archie Comics. His name is Dan Parent. He's also one of the men behind the comic series and also a series of books called Die Kitty Die, um, which are a ton of fun. And he is the Archie writer and artist that introduced the gay character Kevin to the mix. And Kevin is also on Riverdale and uh, along with all the other the other Archie gang that we know. And um, I'm excited for you to hear me talk to Dan all about that. Um, before we get to that, I want to encourage you to check out DennisAnyone.net. I'll post pictures that go with the podcast um, there as well as uh, you can also... Donate to my virtual tip jar that helps me cover the expenses of the podcast. Um, You can email me. You can um, subscribe to my newsletter. And um, I mentioned the pictures. Last week, I interviewed Jim David, the comedian, and he talked about getting a Bob Mackey sketch for when he was in the Broadway show, The Best Little Whorehouse Goes Public. Well, I took a picture of that sketch, and you can see that on DennisAnyone.net. So... Um, I also want to mention Lifecast, my side business. It's where I interview people about their lives and create this really cool audio um, memento uh, that they can share with loved ones. Um, Mother's Day is coming up. That would be a great opportunity to get a Lifecast. And you can learn all about that at getalifecast.com. All right, without any further ado, here is Archie Comics writer and artist Dan Parent. Hey there! I'm coming to you from New York City. I'm in the Weston Hotel. Our uh, my friend Doug Prinzavalli is letting us use his room, and I'm interviewing Dan Parent, an Archie comic book artist writer. Hello. And also creator of the uh, Die Kitty Die, co-creator of the Die yes. Kitty Die comics, and also they you you put them into graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, uh, how long have you been working for Archie? Uh, this, uh, June, it'll be 31 years. Wow. Yes. How have comics changed in that time? Do they, do they go out of, like, now they're really popular and they're less popular. Do they have waves or is there always a certain kind of demand for them?
1: I mean, they're always popular. They have, they have certain, you know, waves of popularity. Sales go up, sales go down. Right. Now we're in a big wave of superhero movies. So So that helps. It's hot. Yeah. 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 Um, but I've, yeah, I mean, Archie is the same way that we've had our, our, Ebbs and flows, and um, but Archie has a very strong fan base, so and loyal fan base, very loyal fan base. Yeah,
0: was that your first place in comics that you worked, or did you do other things before you landed there?
1: Um, it was my first, yeah, my my first real professional job. I mean, I went to art school um, in New Jersey, the, the Joe Kubert School, right, which is a, which is a, a cartooning school. Basically. Okay, so I started to get um, like some random freelance gigs there, and then. Um, but my last year of school, I started to actually work for Archie while I was still in school, doing little assignments here and there. How did you get in there? The editor from Archie came to the school and was looking at portfolios.
0: Wow! So I
1: knew he was so coming. So it's like
0: it's like they come and you can get discovered,
1: right? Like, wow! Right. And I was probably you know one of the very few Archie fans. Is so <laughs> knew- everybody, everybody wants to draw superheroes, right? And I I was a big superhero fan too, but I kind of knew. I kind of felt like there was a niche for me in Archie. Right. So um, I did some Archie samples, and um, they hired me. Wow. Now, I had sent to Archie samples before that, and he didn't remember that they were really bad. Right. And so I it's better it. that he didn't remember. So, right. But he found them years later. Once I started working there, he was going cleaning out his drawers, and he had found some of my older samples that were really bad. He said had right. them. Uh, what was
0: bad about them? The art just didn't matter. The art was
1: terrible. Yeah. You know, just because I was, you know, only, I hadn't really been in art school very long. Yeah. And I uh, hadn't really honed, honed my craft yet.
0: So you've been, you got discovered out of school and you've been able to work there ever since. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. awesome. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> were, were other students, was it competitive with other students when people came looking at portfolios? Did you feel like it, the pressure was
1: on them? Um, Yes, yes. Um, but I always just kind of did my own thing. I didn't really right. worry about other companies. I mean, it is, it's is—it's a competitive business. Sure. There's always people that you know want to uh, do what you're doing. And right. There's always three or four other people lined up that they'll use if you can't come through. Right. So there's always people that are... It is competitive, but uh, um, I just always just tried to do the best I could do. And when things got slow, other companies would give me jobs. So... Um,
0: yeah. Was it ever the kind of place where you went into an office or would you always work like remotely from home and then um, communicate?
1: When I started there, I started, um, I actually started in the office. Okay. Because what happened was I, I was working, doing freelance jobs for them when I was in school. Yeah. And then I graduated and then someone was, uh, let go in the art department. Right. So they were like, do you want to have like a full time day job and then you can do freelance at night. Right. So I was quite so a full time job and then I would go at night and draw so I was that was exhausting, yeah, but I was like young, I was like twenty yeah, years old, so exactly. you, know, you were young and hungry, yeah what right happened, so I could work till you know three in the morning and yeah. get three hours of sleep and, and I did that for about ten years and then um and then when I started working at Archie I wasn't I was doing the comic book stuff at night, but during the day, I was working in licensing, okay, so I was doing mostly like you know like board games and calendars and really um getting to know how to put together a lot of these things and this right. is also before it was pre-digital pre you know photoshop and illustrator so this is when we were doing like mechanicals and artwork by hand right so that was like then then a few years later i actually had to go back to school to learn, learn photoshop and all that stuff yeah yeah
0: wow you said you had an affinity for archie what was it about that story or those characters that you felt connected to
1: you know when i was a um a kid uh, the first comics i bought my mother bought me comic books when I was about five and I started, like, I was hooked from that point and it was yeah. Archie and it was Harvey comics, which were Casper and Richie rich and right. those books. And, um, you know, who knows the characters just like connected and yeah. I always had a, a, fondness for the characters. And even as I collected like, you know, DC and Marvel comics, I always, you know, kept up with the Archie stuff. And, and then as I got older, I really started to, um, just like the artwork style of Archie yeah and I was a a big fan of um, Dan DiCarlo who was he was probably the best Archie artist he did all the covers he drew the the Betty and Veronica stuff which was always really sexy he he just had this like cheesecake pinup kind of style that was really good and I just always sort of like looked at that as like a a style that I really liked yeah and um, so that was always like, and then it just became more of like a when I was drawing it just was a natural style
0: Yeah, I was never a big comic book person, but I remember Archie well. I remember the song when they had a song.
1: Sugar, sugar. But I
0: I remember Betty and Veronica. Like maybe it's because I'm a gay guy and I like the cool, powerful women or sexy women or whatever it is. But it was—it's about those women. Betty and
1: Veronica, of course, they don't look 16, but right. um, But um, yeah, I mean, they—they were always drawn like they're like bombshells, basically. They were like bombshells, but but
0: they were memorable.
1: They're memorable, and I, I think the appeal of Archie, well. For me, it was always like Jughead. Right. Because he was like this nonconformist kind of weird person right. that, that I liked. Um, but I was always mesmerized that, you know, Archie was this goofy guy, and Betty and Brock are always like crazy for him. Right. And it you know, it didn't make sense, but... He you, had something. You, 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 right. But he you, obviously had something. Right, right. And I think, you know, there was that appeal of it. And um, really just the... I think that the, the theme of why Archie is popular like today is... Um, basically, it's just the themes of like small town life and friendship. It's very simple. Um, it's like comfort food. It just makes yeah. people, make people feel good. and I think that's, It's manageable.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's like you just want to... You know, technology isn't messing up all the friendships. And yeah,
1: yeah. So I think that's that's a big part of the appeal of why uh, Archie is still popular.
0: Yeah. When you come in to work on something that's already been established, how does an artist cr- create his own sort of style and yet keep it coherent with the other stuff like how do you walk that line um
1: when I first started there they were like draw like Dan Carlo. right just draw like him because he's the best one and so right. you sort of don't have a lot of individuality at first because right. you're, you're drawing to trying to draw like someone but I didn't really mind because I loved his art so much I didn't care and he, right. worked, he worked with me personally so he could sort of like trained me a lot on how to do stuff
0: that's so cool. It's like it's like the force being passed on, or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that was really special working with him. And then uh, about Dan passed away in two thousand one. When I, I guess I had been at Archie about thirteen, fourteen years, and then um, I started to do more of the books myself, and then I started to um, kind of do, use my own style. Yeah, um, because I, got to, I did get to a point in the middle of my career where I was like. Okay. Do I want to keep doing this? I was getting a little bored. Sure. So I just started to branch out and do my own style more, and that's when I think my um, career started to get better when I started to like loosen up, right? And um, just do my own thing.
0: You felt like possibilities were opening up, and yeah. people were receptive to it. Nobody, nobody said, "Hey, wait, this is going too far." No, no, that's great.
1: They they, they they liked it. Um, they were like again, you know, they they they're like a. You know they were set in their ways because the, you know the books sold, and they made yeah. money, and they were happy. But they broke. But but at the same time, they they always you know want they wanted to break loose a little bit. Yeah, because get they had, some buzz going. So um, keep
0: people talking.
1: Yeah. So so um, so that, that so I started just to kind of just do more of my own style, and, yeah. and that worked out. And um,
0: so yeah. you you both write and draw. So yeah. you write the story, dialogue, and stuff like that. Is do you think of yourself? As one or the other more prominently, and then the other came along, or how do you approach um, that? But definitely uh, more
1: of a r- artist first, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I started out as an artist primarily, and just started writing as I went along. Yeah. Um, then the, after I was at Archie a couple of years, I just started to I would kind of complain about stories, and they said, "Then write your own."
0: <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it. <laughs> and right. I did. There you and, go. Um,
1: so uh, yeah, so I I. I But but it always will be with art first. Art first, yeah. 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 That's
0: where it started for you. Kevin Keller you created, Mm -hmm. the uh, gay character in the Archie universe. Right. What year was that? Uh, 2010. Wow. And how did that first idea come to you? Had you been thinking about doing something like that for a long time? Um, And how did you make it a reality?
1: Well, in 2008, we had new management. The other owners passed away. Which, right. and Archie is owned by two families it's still family owned actually so the um uh, owned by two two the two members of each family are uh, the the heads of the company each passed within a year right so um two new family members came in to take over right or who were younger and wanted to see more diversity and right. a little and stuff. more contemporary so so um, john goldwater actually was really um a big plus in creating Kevin. And he was like, um, why does everything looks so 1950s here? Like, like right. everything, everything, everything's so white here. And we're like, yeah, we've, you know, we want to add more characters and diversity. But, you know, not that they told us not to, but they just didn't push us. Or, or right. really weren't, they just wanted to keep the, the characters we had. Right. So John was the opposite. He was like, we need, like, more color in Riverdale. Right. <laughs> so we did that. And then we were like, oh, you know, can we have like a gay character? And it was like, I can't, I can't see why not. It had been brought up before. Right. four or five years before that. And we were like, you know, we kind have like a gay character. You know, like Will and Grace is on the air. That right. Kind of thing. And, and then my bosses then were like, well, not that we're against it, but, you know, there's the Midwest. You know, they, right. they were sort of pandering to areas that might not like it. Right. They were a little cautious. Uh, yeah. Too much so. But anyway, so, so five years later, John, was, time. John was like, yeah, just, just, just do it. And he goes,
0: just do it well.
1: That's so, cool. So, Did you
0: feel like, wow, okay, here's a really great opportunity? Did you feel pressure to kind of deliver?
1: Um, yeah, kind of. Um, the main thing was like, that the story had to be good and not not feel forced. Right. And then we had to figure out, like, do we um, use an existing character and make them come out? Right. Which um, didn't seem right at the time because, like, Jughead, people always thought Jughead was gay because he doesn't like girls, basically. He's basically he, right. like, asexual,
0: basically, right. in comics. So, I thought it was best to keep him that way. Yeah, you don't want to... Because they have this whole long life. You don't right. want people looking back on that and, life. And
1: he's in love with hamburgers, and that's better, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. It's just the no hamburgers drama. Hamburgers are
0: fantastic. Yeah.
1: So, so um, we didn't know whether it was going to be a male or female character. So, I just sort of... Um, I was working on the Veronica book at the time. Right. And I was like, well, let's just come up with a story. So, I come up with a storyline where the... the Hot guy moves into town. Veronica, of course, wants him really it's bad. It's all over it. And of course, you know he's gay, and she's too oblivious to even realize it. Right. Everyone else knows, but Veronica can't figure out. She so she's like dolling herself up and going, pulling right. all out all the stops. And then, um, and then, in like a, a part of the story is that Kevin tells Jughead he's gay. But Jughead purposely doesn't tell Veronica as he like, just likes to watch her make a fool out of herself right. trying to get Kevin. It, so it, it's kind of like a Three's Company plot. Sure. <laughs> in a comic book. Right on. Um, but that was the first story. And, and the main thing was that the story was funny. Like, we didn't want it to be like... Right, nobody know,
0: was tragic and nobody was, you know...
1: And then a couple of the first stories, it was, it was a little bit more where Kevin like came to... to the first, actually, the first um, storyline was... Kevin came to Riverdale, and he had a crush on Jughead. Yeah. That was the first storyline. And then it seemed too, um, like, after-school special-ish. Right. It just didn't, so we it was, we thought it was better to just go with, like, a funny Archie story. Right. And that, that did work better.
0: Yeah. When it came to creating what Kevin would look like, what were your inspirations?
1: Um, I did sketches, and I think the first thing I thought of was um, Justin Timberlake. yeah. Not that he looks that much like him now, but I think the earlier sketches kind of sure. did. And so that was kind of the look. He's changed a little bit yeah. in, the, in, the, in the few years that he's been around. But um, so did a couple sketches. They picked the one they liked.
0: And you were off and, to the races. And that was it. Um, have you heard from gay readers that, that are really, like, inspired by it or... Where you get the feeling like, wow, this visibility really does make a difference.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, still all kinds so of things? Just people that are like, you know, I've, if only this was going on when I was growing up. And, right. You know, there's just been, you know, busy comic books, especially Archie comics. Right. There was no, you know, representation. But, you know, um, so yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time we hear it.
0: That's cool. Like in, in conventions, I'm sure.
1: Conventions. I mean, then, then there's the other side of it where when we first announced Kevin, there was the... The religious right so not you made an that.
0: announcement before people started reading the books
1: we did yeah we did and you know it was one of those things where you know we didn't want to like just do it for headlines but yeah. we we wanted to we did the story we sent it out to certain you know magazines to review it and yeah and there was like sort of like um well, they're really just right, you know, they're just going right. to not like it anyway. Right. And then there was a lot of people who were, like, kind of surprised, but they were like, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. We're not right. going to be too judgmental. And then there's, you know, the Archie fans were fine with it. Yeah. The readers, the kids were fine. The kids were the least um, prejudiced of anybody. You know, right. Kids don't care. Younger people don't care. They That's don't care. one
0: thing that gives me hope about the future.
1: They don't care. And, yeah. and, and really, the biggest fans of Kevin are little girls. Yeah. They love Kevin. Um... He's like their gay
0: BFF, I guess. You right. know, they just like him, and you know, um, we see it all the time. When it <clears throat> when it came to creating his personality and things, you also want him to be real and not perfect. You know, you don't want to do right. that. So, I what were the considerations that that went into like thinking of what he was like?
1: Well, yeah, I and mean, I've had that criticism where like Kevin is, um, you know, too perfect. You know, right. but again, it's Archie comics. You know, right? You know, we've given him more flaws, like like. Um, Basically, the idea of Kevin was to be, like, a gay Archie. He's the boy next door, but he's gay. Right. So, and then, you know, the other part of the story was um, Kevin's parents were always very um, accepting of of his being gay.
0: Right.
1: Where, you know, then people were, some people were like, well, you know, that wasn't my story. Right. But I tried to explain, this is the way it should be. Right. (laughs) Because Archie's like a, again, it's it's, it's comfort food, and it's the way it's supposed to be. Right. So we, we, that's why, you know. We show, and then we've yeah. had stories where, where Kevin, you know, he is made fun of and ridiculed and things like that from other right. people in school. But the family, and his father's like a military guy. And it would have been really easy to do, like you know, the hard coming out story, and his parents can understand, and he's right. But this is like happy. Yeah, happy we've time. seen that <laughs> a bunch. This is something yeah.
0: fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, does he have love interest? Do you oh yeah. Explore his dating. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean,
1: again, it was um, he, we. A few issues in, he, we had his first kiss storyline. Yeah. And I mean, I would have done right. it right from the beginning, but, you know, Archie still wanted to roll it out a little slowly. Um, but, and he's also a teenager, so there's only so much we can show as far as this, you know, sex and stuff. Right. But, but we just did a series called Life with Kevin now, where he's 20. <clears throat> there you go. So so now he can, you know. Yeah. Have some real life fun. His hormones <laughs>
0: are raging. he's Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we were, this, in this book he dates all the time, and he's, you know, he's, um you know, we, um. You know, he's living on his own in the city with Veronica because she's like his, you know, foil. Right. And um, so we were able to do a lot more with him being an adult. Yeah.
0: yeah. When characters are teenagers for decades, is it hard to do? You, do you, Is it hard to come up with stories or do you ever go, you know what? We did that in 2007. We, You know, do you oh, remember what? Oh, yeah. Happened? I,
1: I've actually re... I've actually rewritten stories right. that I didn't know I was rewriting. You know? Right. Or they very similar. Like, I'll go yeah. with an idea. That's a good idea. And then I'll, I wrote something very similar to it 20 years ago. I've seen yeah. that happen. Um, but, I mean, themes repeat themselves a lot. Sure, like The repet- most repetitive Archie story is him having a date with Betty and Veronica at, on the same night. I mean, that yeah. story's been done so many times. Right. So you just do it differently and you just give it a fresh shake twist. it up. You, or you bring in, another, there's other characters. Yeah. There's, like, Cheryl Blossom and there's other Archie girls that you can bring <laughs> in and, um there's ways of i i mean i have i've had writers block a little bit but i just swipe lots of ideas from like sitcoms and stuff yeah right? <laughs> i admit it there you I don't, go. I don't, <clears throat> if it works it works
0: what is the Riverda- riverdale tv show the success of that what has it meant for you guys at the archie company
1: uh well it's given a lot of uh, visibility to right. the archie brand yeah and it's also brought in a lot of um new readers because a lot of people walk see riverdale and they're like Oh that's based on a comic book? Right. A lot of young kids don't know Archie, what the right. Archie is. So they they um, their parents or they'll be introduced to the oh wow, right. these are based on comic books. Yeah. So, so that they you know, they'll go back and they'll buy the old digest Fresh eyes. or they'll you know, we put out a lot of like paperbacks bags of all the old materials. Right. And they'll um, pick it up and they'll say, Wow, Catch up. Is,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a shame they couldn't find any attractive people for that show. Well, no, they're all ugly. Okay. I, I mean,
1: they're just... I know. It's, 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 it's a
0: it's, lot. It's, yeah, and I, I
1: um the parents, even. Every parent yeah. is hot, too. Yeah. It's like, no, not an ugly... I, I I went to the set in um November.
0: Whoa, what was that like? It
1: was cool. I was just seeing the actors and stuff. And it's right. like, yeah, I mean, there's... They're disgustingly good looking. They're like
0: another species of yeah. people walking Even around. Even
1: the parents are like, in like these model,
0: 55-year-old yeah. models. It's like right. pretty, you know, yeah. sad. Guess I have to take off my shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's going to have to happen. <laughs> what is the workflow like? Like, does it come with, like, a story idea, then you write, like, kind of a treatment, and then you do the art, and then, like, how does it flow?
1: Um, well, you, you, you give your editor an idea. Yeah. You say, this issue should be about Betty and Veronica go on a, right. a camping trip or something. And then the editor approves it, and um, usually I do like a tighter synopsis, right? And then from there it becomes a script. And then once the script's approved, either I draw it or someone else draws it, but it goes into that. You know, it's, it, it, covers are always first because covers sell the books, so they always want covers ahead of time, right? So basically, you get the covers done. They, they advertise the books and through the covers, and then you start working on the storylines.
0: How long would it take you to do one complete comic?
1: Um, well, I mean, I can do a cover in a day, right? Um, you know, I can pencil two, couple pages a day, right? So, you know, we're talking. You do ten pages a week. Right. A comic book is usually twenty pages of story. Yeah. So, you know, the penciling and writing can be in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Then if then it goes on to the inker and the colorist. Right. So I, I
0: think you really have to probably about a month process to put a book together. Right. So you do the pencil drawing, yeah. literally with a pencil, with a pencil, mm-hmm. and then that goes to other people that do inking, which would be the black lines. Yes, and then the coloring would be the colors.
1: Yes, they uh, we the I draw it in pencil, and then uh, someone inks it, and then they take that and they scan it yeah. to the computer, and then someone colors it on the computer, on the computer. Photoshop. Yeah. Do
0: you use the computer at all in what you're doing? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because so I I do my own covers, so I'll I'll pencil and ink a cover. And then I'll scan it, color it, and so I'll you do the every I do step the whole of the cover. I do the whole thing on the covers
0: because yeah. the covers are like you want it to be a work of art. You want it to be well, right.
1: Yeah, you got to sell. You got to sell the book. Right. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. So I, I like doing my own covers. Um,
0: What's your favorite cover? Oh I bet you have a million of
1: them. I've done over a thousand covers. Um, I don't know. I sell. I just um, you know I sell them as prints at like yeah. shows
0: and stuff. So I mean, I have, is there one that's by far and away the most popular?
1: Um. No, I mean, I do like a. Gr- I have a group shot of the yeah. characters. It's not even a cover; it's just a, I, I did it for a print. Right, and that that's probably the best selling one. Is it's got the whole gang. Everybody's there. But Betty and Veronica stuff always probably sells the most. Yeah, the girls always sell.
0: People are into those girls. There, yeah, Betty and it's sort of like that cultural thing of like, is she a Betty or a Veronica? And like, it has it's part of the language of, of you know, culture. it's like the
1: Ginger Mary and yes. there's, there's everybody relates to like one or or the other yeah
0: what are conventions like do you feel like a rock star when you go to them um yeah i guess
1: i mean it's it's comic book conventions, so how popular you know it's not like yeah you know let's let's get real here right it's not like you know but no it's fun people are into it people are into it and then they come to see you and buy stuff and you know they support you i mean yeah um conventions you make more money at conventions than you do drawing comics really so i that's why i do conventions right on um So, um, yeah, so I do 15 or 16 conventions a year and, um, it's a fun way to travel and get out of the house and meet people. You get to go places and see things that you wouldn't see. Yeah. Have you been to overseas conventions? I, um, just got back from India.
0: Holy smoke. What's that like?
1: Uh, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's, um, I mean, I've been there three times and I've done three shows there. Um. Are you on
0: panels or are you meeting people that come
1: up to a booth? Um. All of the above. The yeah. shows in India are different because since they're so far away, I mean, most conventions, you know, they've got, like, lines of creators, you know, right. 20, 30 creators. In India, they just take, like, four or five creators, and they put you sort of like a little island in the middle. Yeah. So you're, like, kind of, like, on a pedestal, and everybody, like, comes over, and, and, get, and then they um, they do, like, a, like, a lot of um, blogs, and not blogs, um, podcasts, and they do, like, sure. a lot of video stuff there, and um, they really push the social media stuff right and um, but yeah it's cool it, archie has the um a huge fan base in india
0: that's cool
1: the um uh, it's U- united states canada and india are the three biggest archie. The three big markets yep.
0: what are the ages of people that read archie does it vary
1: it used to be primarily girls 8 to 12 it was like 60 to 70 percent girls 8 to 12
0: wow and then
1: boys i guess were the same age now with riverdale it's changed a little bit it's more yeah. early teen yeah um And we we put out so many different versions of Archie now that it kind of skews all over the place. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Do fans ever ask you to draw things for them or all the time? Like, what are the weird things that they've asked you to draw, (laughs) and do you do it?
1: Well, yeah, because that's how how I make my money at these shows. So um, usually it's Archie. Usually it's characters, headshots of the characters, right? Or it's um, them in superhero costumes. People love those. The Archie characters as superheroes, right? Um. Or they'll ask for, like, you know, sometimes, like, dirty stuff that, right. you know, you, have to, you can't really draw that. You can't really do You can that. do sexy stuff, but, you know.
0: You can push it a little bit. You can push
1: it a little further than the yeah. comics, but you can't do anything too racy. Yeah, right. you know. Yeah, you're not um, and then you get just weird people, you know, you get some strange people who ask for some, they have some bizarre tastes.
0: <laughs> wow. and you know, do, you, some, do any of them come to mind? Um, you know, there's some people that, like, uh, feed a lot. Right. There's a lot of people that like feet. People are into
1: feet. So, so sometimes I'll, you know, they like, to if it's Betty just with barefoot, that's fine. Yeah, that's enough. If there's anything that gets a little kinky, I just sort of yeah. like say, well, you need to, um, you know... Go somewhere else and get that done. <laughs>
0: wow, and, and and the the Archie company doesn't mind that you guys do this in this way because it's more just for no. Fans. They 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 like
1: that we do conventions because it promotes the, the yeah. brand and um, usually the conventions pay for the artists to go, so Archie Sweet. doesn't have to pay for it, and it's like a like free promotion. It's great publicity. So, so as long as we stay within the guidelines, like we don't do anything yeah. profane with the characters, and they're they're okay. They're with good it. with it. Yeah.
0: Have you ever? had somebody with an Archie tattoo that you mm-hmm. draw on. All the time. So you'll draw it on them and then they'll go get a tattoo? Or usually, they just go you, do it without you?
1: Usually use? I'll do the drawing and they'll bring it to the uh, tattoo yeah. parlor. Nice. Um, but I actually did some specific Archie... Oh, no, it was Betty, Veronica, Sabrina, and Josie uh, tattoo drawings. I have right. prints. So people have gotten those on their on their bodies.
0: That's cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. One girl had um, Betty on one ass cheek and Veronica on the other ass cheek.
0: See? <laughs> that way you're she's crossing all uh, bridges... <laughs> But usually it's on catering. the arms yeah catering to all markets <laughs> are you do you get recognized much when you're just out and about by people that know that world i mean at comic conventions yeah yeah um the only
1: time i ever got um recognized like out of place was in india yeah i was in a restaurant and people actually recognized me because they are such huge comic book fans there and they'd seen enough of me online so it yeah. was really strange
0: when you were a kid and you started reading comic books why did you love them? It it captures your imagination. What is it about that format? Um,
1: I don't know. It's just a great art form.
0: Yeah. And I
1: used to just like to read the same comics over and over. You know, I like comic books even better than animation and cartoons. I just like the, something about them. They captured
0: your imagination. Yeah, yeah. When you could sort of look at a panel and sort of take it in and then move on. I don't know. There's something about the way that it's, there's text and story but there's also art at the same time
1: yeah and i also learned to read from comics because i was i had um you know i didn't have much interest in reading until i read comics and right. i know like when i started reading comics my reading level it just like
0: went way through crazy. yeah i yeah. love that were you was your family always supportive of what you were doing in terms of art and stuff yeah
1: That's yeah awesome yeah i mean i um went to art school i mean i went to college to be an english teacher first and uh it didn't work out so
0: well.
1: Right. <laughs> I went and I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Like, This is what I, I don't want. don't want to do this. And I just was doing it because it was practical. And, yeah. Um, my two best friends from um, high school went on without me to go to art school. I love that. And then um, I was upset because they went on to art school without me. Okay. And um, I was stuck back at home, you know, going to college. That oh, like. that's so, no fun. So I had a miserable year. And then I um, talked to my mom about it. She's like, just... Do what you want. So I saved up for a year. So I was a little late going to, to school. Right. And then I finally got to the Cuber School and, and then did what I wanted to do.
0: And that, and then it led to everything. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, Die Kitty Die is another project that you do independently. Mm-hmm. Have you done your first one? or wh- How far along um, are we? We're
1: actually on our third one. Yeah. So uh, the, we did the first one a couple of years ago. Right. And we um, did it through Kickstarter. Right. Um, because we really wanted to have control of it. Right. The story-wise and... And so we, we did it. We did very well on the Kickstarter. We um, fun- got twice the funding we were looking for. Right. So we were able to um, do it. We were, we were going to do four digital issues, and then we were going to put in a trade. Right. But then in the meantime, we found a publisher who was interested in it that would distribute it for us. So they basically distribute it, and we control the creative process. So we put out four issues. Right. And then a trade. Uh, we've done several specials. We did a Christmas special. We did a summer special. We're going to do a Halloween special this year. Fun. And um, What's the world of it? What the, are the characters uh, like? The character, it's, it's basically sort of a parody of the comic book industry. Right. And Kitty, um, in the first series, Kitty is um, a comic book character. Right. She's a witch. Okay. And in this world, she's been around for many years. like, And then her sales are not, what, good. So the publishers are like, you know, we have to what are we going to do? She's the Pam
0: Anderson of, of comics. Yeah, she's a little on the way. Yeah,
1: and she's like the masthead of the company. Right. And um, so they're like, "What are we going to do?" They will kill her off because you know whenever they kill off a character in comics, it always gets brings a lot of people attention. Are yeah. So they 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 try and kill her off, but in our world, it's a little different because it's sort of like the um, the characters intermingle in reality. Right. So like it'd be like if Archie was here, Archie would be sitting here with us. Right. So in this world um they're part of the real world too so they have to try and figure out how, they, how to kill her and they she's like well she's a witch and she's a comic book character how are we going to kill her right so they recruit the other comic book characters to see who can kill her and whoever can kill kind of kill her off would get like fame again and read right. their own comic book but you know they find out of course it's not that easy to kill her off because you know she is a witch she
0: is a witch she has that
1: so we have other other characters in the book that are sort of loose parodies of other comic book characters we right. have like we, we do a lot of play on harvey comics just right. because uh fernando ruiz and i fernando's a um, friend and works on the book with me great he we're both friends fans of that old comic book stuff right so you'll we'll see some similar characters that look a little like casper and so it's stuff
0: it's f- really fun for aficionados who are like get the inside jokes and the humor and stuff like that
1: it is it is it's just really um it's very silly like it's right. it's you know we just borrow from different genres and create a lot of her own little world. It's fun. And, and, you know, and, and then she's a witch, and she has her own adventures, but in real life, she hangs out with these kids at a comic book shop. Yeah. And she works for this corrupt comic book company where all they want to do is make money. And yeah. So that was like the, the plot of the first series. And then the second series last year, um was called Die Kitty, Die Hollywood, or Bust. This was where they were going to make a movie about Kill, Kitty. Right. And again, um, we tried to, to change it up a little bit because you have to change the, the premise a little bit. So... Um, again, someone's trying to kill Kitty, but we don't know who it is this time. The first series, we know who's trying to kill her. Right. Um, but this time, someone's trying to kill her. We don't know who it is.
0: You don't know. Who would play Kitty in a movie? Do you ever look at actors and go, I, oh my gosh, that's my dream, We base
1: her on a actress who exists. <gasps> we base her on Christina Hendricks from Mad Men.
0: Yes. That's who we base her I love Mad Men. Yeah. She's perfect. And Does she know? Um, I don't think so. She should know. Yeah. A, because it would be a huge compliment. (laughs) B, it would be like, you know, she could get her eye on, like, development and making some stuff happen. Hey. She's got her new show. I saw it. I know. Here's the weird thing about her, though. She was so spectacular as Joan in those clothes Mm -hmm. that it's almost always a letdown that she's not dressed like joan
1: right right yeah you, the, the, the time
0: period and yeah everything. yeah 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 it's a little like disjointed right now i hear that there's a B, B arthur cameo in <laughs> die kitty die well see now we're working on the third
1: series right so it's called die kitty die heaven or hell okay now i mean i you, to give away a little bit of the last issues it's, it's been out for a while now right so kitty does get killed right in the la- in the end of series it two. does happen it does happen so and we don't know who did it. So right. that's, we have to have a little mystery going on. Of course. So in this one, she has it. Um, she goes through the motions of going to heaven. She goes to limbo. She goes right. to heaven. She goes to hell. Right. And and more places.
0: Was it fun to draw those places and imagine what they would be like? It is. That's because cool. Because
1: the great thing about drawing like heaven and hell is you don't have to get a lot of reference. Yeah. You just draw like fire and he- angels yeah. and harps and all this stuff. You can be whatever you want. Right. So we did. Um, so we had uh, the the part where she goes to heaven. So we yeah. had to have, you know, some, like a God figure. So we had a B. Arthur. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, B. Arthur who is... Who else uh, would it
0: be? Exactly.
1: I love that. So, and then we, for for Satan, yeah. we also have to have someone who is Satan. And then, so, um, I came up with the B. Arthur. Fernando came up with Satan. He, we used, um, you know, Charles Atlas from the old ads. The Charles yeah. Atlas comic books, you know, kicking right. sand in his face. Right. So we used, um, Charles Atlas um as, there you go. as as the model so as you see this it's big B.
0: Arthur versus Charles Atlas basically, basically I like yes. the world of this comic yes. already yeah yes I'm in all right you pick some questions from the observation deck okay where's the strangest place you've ever seen your own image in a on a billboard in India that's amazing that is you are a rock star <laughs> so you're you're just driving you're in a cab or whatever and there it is well, it was, you know, it was a promo for the convention. Sure. And then you're seeing, you
1: know, it like, you know, this, this Indian architecture. And then right. there's a billboard with, like, your face on it. Are there
0: other... Is it a row of faces? or are No, you just me. Some, just oh, yeah, you? Well I
1: mean, there was other... Like, another one had, like, another... Yeah. Down the street, there was
0: another one with another creator on yeah, it. Yeah, but you each had your own billboard. Yeah. Did you get a picture of it? I do. I want to see that okay. someday. That's cool. We can post it with the podcast. Sure. That's like, hey, look. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Uh, how did you learn the facts of life?
1: I can't believe I even picked that. You did. I, I remember uh, I was playing baseball when I was, um, like, fourth grade or something, right. or third grade. And um, I went into the house after playing baseball. Right. And my sister made some crack about, you know, I know how you know babies are born. Right. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And she was younger than me. Right. So I asked my my mother, I was like, what's going on? And she told me how babies are born. She and just I, laid it out. She just laid it out. And I had to go back and play baseball. And I, like, couldn't look at anybody in the face because I was like, People really like do these things. Have <laughs>
0: it seems preposterous. It does, it right? And then, it does. Then it makes yeah. sense very soon. <laughs> so You were very distracted by it, but your mom answered. She did. That's good. Live it all out. That's so good. Have you ever won anything like a lottery or a game show prize? I was
1: on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Wow! And I won eight thousand dollars. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I was on the Weakest
0: Link and won nothing. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> who um, who was the host of Millionaire when you did it? Meredith. V. Meredith. Yeah. I like her. She She's seems great. cool. She was great. She was great. Yeah. What are the questions that haunt you to this day from that show? Um, the question um, I had to,
1: to stop on, and I should have known it, because it was a celebrity edition of, of right. Millionaire, was um, the name of the um, 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 rehab center where Lindsay Lohan went. And there was Choices... And it was, um... I don't know. Was it Promises? I think it was Promises in Malibu. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was a, there was four choices, and I...
0: They all sounded... They all
1: sounded like they could be it, and I just... And you know what? Up. She
0: probably went to more than one, so it <laughs> could have been a trick question. Yeah. That's fun, though. And then Weakest Link. Yeah. Nothing. What was I that made, I, like? I made it.
1: I made it to the final round. Yeah. There was two... Me and one other guy.
0: Yeah.
1: But actually, this guy who was on there now, he's like a big trainer to the stars now, because at the time he had, like, no money. Yeah. and um um. So now he's like training like Lindsay, um, no, Lindsay Lohan. Um, what's her name? Jenny McCarthy. Um, right. Stars and so, um,
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, she was. Well, you know, it was. What was she, the name of that woman that was? The host? Anne Robinson. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and the thing is, it was. You know, she was played like a real bitch on yeah. camera, and then you know, she was nice
0: as pie and the cameras raw. Like you know. the opposite of Ellen. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Oops. my. laughs> okay. Do you collect anything?
1: Comic books. <laughs> yeah.
0: How do you organize them?
1: Uh, I don't very I, well. Really? Yeah, my basement is like uh, just a
0: mess. What's your favorite merchandising item where you're like, oh, that is so clever? I have a cookie jar that's whatever um, or whatever. Well, this weekend I just bought a Batman alarm clock
1: from the old TV show. Yeah. The Batman, you know, the old 1960s yeah, TV show.
0: That's cool. And that's really cool. Yeah. What's the most embarrassing CD or download you have in your collection? <laughs> I
1: just was listening to uh, Chumbo Wamba. <laughs> Top thumping man. So that, I was listening to that. So that's why I thought of that when yeah, I saw that. So, it's perfect.
0: Okay. Can you name one other song on that album? No. There you go. <laughs> Neither can I. And I was listening
1: to the album. That's the yeah, sad part.
0: I know. What's the first TV program you remember recording on a VCR or DVR? I remember you recording um, on a V VCR New Heart. New Heart, Yes. With... Not the old, old one where he was riding the train in the Chicago, one, or the more the one with.
1: He was head of the inn in Vermont. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And yeah, you recorded it. Yes. Wanted to watch it later. I did. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first concert you ever went to? Uh, the Police. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Where did you go? Where was it? It was The Police and Bow Wow Wow. Right on. They yeah. want candy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where was it?
1: It was in Portland, Maine.
0: Did you smell pot? No, I was only. Um, Seventeen. I remember the first time I smelled pot was at a Pat Benatar concert. Really? Yeah, I thought it was very edgy.
1: I think I smelled it for the first time. I think I was um, at a concert, too. I just didn't know what the smell was. Right.
0: That is not... (laughs) That's weird. Now when I smell it anywhere else, I'm walking around and I smell it, I'm always happy for whoever's smoking it. (laughs) I was like, good for them. Okay, I don't know why. Have you ever been starstruck? Yes.
1: Uh, once, uh, again, it's randomly thought of this, 20 something years ago, 30 years ago, I was with my friend Scott. We were in the New York City subway. We saw Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Oh my goodness. With
1: her boyfriend Fisher Stevens at the time. Wow, I remember that. So we just, and she had just been nominated for the Fabulous Baker Boys, like that, yes. a couple days before. So this is, you're talking like, this is like yeah. 1990 or something. Right. And we basically just followed her, like, all over the city, from train stop to train stop. And we were, like, going to ask for her autograph, but we were too chicken. Right. So basically, we just basically, I guess it was like,
0: pre-stocking right you were just early you were just sort of accidentally stalking yeah yeah but i like that michelle Pfeiffer was taking the subway she was that's pretty cool yeah she looked pretty down to earth yeah, yeah. where's the strangest place you've ever been recognized
1: um in a restaurant there in india yeah <laughs> yeah we talked yeah. about that yeah it's crazy yeah. they
0: just said hey you're yeah they're like you're the archie guy archie archie yeah yeah, yeah. they all say archie archie <laughs> that's so cool um when you were first starting out is it like are there things that I could imagine if it was me like being okay at certain things and then there's this one thing i cannot draw to save my life or like oh i hate ears why do i have to do you know like is there were there things that were like oh this is this is the area where i i do it last because i put it off um i mean i hate drawing bicycles interesting you hate drawing
1: bicycles why um they're just annoying fuck bicycles yeah that's right I don't like, and, I, and car, I'm not crazy about cars. I, I'm there actually, are probably people that really I, I, love cars. I'm good at drawing cars because I I, I make I have to get good reference and draw right. them well. Yeah. I don't really enjoy it, right? Uh, but bicycles, I just hate. That is so funny to me because it, you, there's all this, the spokes and the right. tires. There's a certain, lot of detail, and um, so I just usually just just a bunch of hack it hacking, scratch, sort of <laughs> yeah. scratch, scratch. Yeah, scratch. So I, I, um, and then you know, um, my my guess
0: like backgrounds can be challenging sometimes, yeah. like buildings and things, but. Sure.
1: You know, you have to do it.
0: Do you have a favorite character to draw? When you're drawing them, you feel... You Um, feel... Turned on. Not turned... You know, excited or intrigued or... um, You know, um... Or... or, uh, There's just an emotional charge to it. I mean... It's hard to say. Um,
1: Jughead is always... Always related to Jughead. Right. Um, There's a lot of love in him. Betty and Veronica are still, you know... My what I grew up on, right? Um, Kevin, of course, because I created Kevin. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so there's this, you know, there's. I don't really have a favorite character. I don't yeah. think. Um, but it'd be, I mean, Betty and Veronica. I like. I prefer Veronica. Yeah, who doesn't? I know. I mean, so, <laughs> I'm in the minority. Right. Betty's by far the preferred. Really? Oh yeah.
0: I feel like Veronica is more. I don't know, sexier and more intriguing, more mysterious. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Let me think of uh, if I have anything else. How can people learn more about what you do? They can uh,
1: go to my website, danparent.com. Right on. And then they can just um, go to Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Twitter is at parentdaniel.com. And um, you know I'm all over the place, and I'm always at conventions and stuff, so I'm easy to find. I love it. Do you enjoy the social media aspect of engaging with fans, or is it a lot? I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it could be a little um, time consuming because you get right. kind of caught up in things, and then you realize you've been on Facebook for like four hours right. and you should have mm-hmm. been working. But it's um, it's it's really a good way to uh, connect with people.
0: Yeah. And when are you gonna are you gonna do a new Facebook? Uh, Kickstarter thing for the new Die Kitty Die yes in May people should watch for that yes we'll be in um, promoting it and then May 5th is when the next one's gonna yeah. start well it's been super fun to talk to you my last question what's the most satisfying part of what you do when is the moment when you go ah
1: yes this the most satisfying part is when the book actually comes out and you're holding it in your hand
0: and that never gets old no that's no. I mean, awesome I mean
1: the process can be exhausting sometimes but when you have the book in your hand and it's done it's, you do have a feeling of satisfaction do you, do you remember the first time you you had that feeling? Yeah, I remember the first page that was printed in a comic book. It was a Sabrina page. Yeah. Like from, like, 1987. And I remember the first time it was printed, and you're like, you know, you, it's like, wow. It's you're, real. Yeah, it's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you. Yay. Right. Bye. Thanks again to Dan Parent. Check out his website, danparent.com. I love meeting strangers in hotel rooms. It's the best. Okay, so this happened. Um, The Oscars. We had the Oscars uh, this past Sunday, and I talk a lot about it on my uh, Dennis Anyone Patreon page. So if you want to become a Patreon member and support... Uh, support me for as little as a dollar a month. There's always one bonus episode a month. And in the current one, I talk about the Oscars. But my overall feeling about it was that I, I was inspired by it. I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, but uh, apparently ratings are down. But I thought it was... I don't know. I had a really good time. It could have been because my friend Stephen, who is in catering school, catered the whole thing. Uh, and we had all kinds of different courses. We had the shape of watermelon salad We had Phantom Bread, we had Guillermo Del Tacos, it was great. Um, And if you want to have Stephen Cater your event, um, shoot me a message uh, at at dennisanyone.net and I will connect you. He's in L.A., but uh, if you're in L.A. and you want to do that. Also, if you're in L.A., come to the You Don't Know My Life live show. Um, It's going to happen this Sunday, the 11th, at 7 o'clock at The Village, and... um, just show up at the Renberg man at seven o'clock and it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, it looks like we were going to have Jason Carter, um, from RuPaul's drag race. One of the pit crew guys was going to be on our panel, but he hosts this show for the young Turks network and they have him going on assignment. So I'm looking, I think I might be getting Frangela, the hilarious comedy duo of Francis Callier and Angela V. Shelton to take his place. So hoping that works out. Um, Again, this Sunday, the 11th, You Don't Know My Life. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye!